Well, looky here. It's another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast, when living your dream is the only option. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We made it to episode 86. That's crazy. A little what? round of applause for all the work we've done, our great guests. We're pretty amazing, too. Yeah, we are kind of cool, aren't we? Our next guest comes from New York. Uh, you know I spent some time out there. I do, yeah. Uh, what was it, 18 years, something like that? Oh, my gosh, it was 18 years. Ooh, that's crazy. Anyway, our next guest is a baker. A She makes cakes. She competes on television uh, baking shows. Yeah, she she's all over the place. She's incredible. It's unbelievable. But this interview ended up being way more dramatic. I didn't realize she used to be like an IT computer person and a health issue uh, really kind of messed up her life. And then all of a sudden she turned on her television and her life was completely changed. I'm not going to give any more away. You'll just have to tune in. Chef Greeley. Can I call her Cake Lady Greeley? We'll find out. Welcome, Chef. Oh, there she is right now. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, before Absolutely. you spill all of your guts and give us your deepest, darkest thoughts, <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, cut. Hey, cut. Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel about being called the cake lady? Is that okay? Uh, there's quite a few people that are being called cake lady. Yeah. So you need and something more, more unique. You go by Chef Greeley. That's your. Yeah, I think really is fine, only because I do more than cake. I do. do oh, right. do more than cake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, we want to get into all this. We, you know, we kind of start off by saying, "What are your deepest passions, Chef Greeley?" <sighs> That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah, because if you had asked me years ago, before the year two thousand, I would have said computers. Oh, that's so funny. Really? I know, I know. I know. It's like computers and baking. Wow, it's like, yeah. You know, that's it, yeah. But I had cancer and I was, yeah, I was diagnosed uh, with uh, stage four of uterine cancer with uh, less than a year to live. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And I had to undergo, undergo, uh, you know, very tough treatments and several surgeries, radiation, chemo, you name it, I went through it. And uh, when I came back from all of that, my life was not the same. The doctors, sure enough, they tell you, oh, you know what? Your life is not going to be the same. But they don't really explain <laughs> the right. little difference, you know. Um, yeah. And so when I came back, uh, back to the office, I, I thought that I could just pick up where I was, you know, where I left off. And to my shock and surprise, I actually couldn't really even speak. It was a thing where my brain knew, for example, what, you know, what a phone is, but I couldn't, I couldn't connect it to my mouth. So I really couldn't say what I was looking at. 
And so that was very frustrating. And, you know, and I had a, a whole bunch of other uh, side effects because. Of and that was all from the, the treatment, chemo and all that? Yes. And um, what year was this? That was 2000. That was the year 2000 when I was diagnosed. And my last treatment was 2002. Yeah. And so, you know, so that by the way, I, you're also going through all this when 9-11 happens. Yes. As oh a matter of fact, I was just recovering from living in New York. Treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my it was that is terrible. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I was falling into depression and, you know, I figured, oh my God, I, j- I just came out of this one. And so now what, you know, I felt completely lost. I felt like I lost my identity and because I was so depressed, I, I didn't feel like I was being a good mom or a good wife or a good anything. I felt like I good for nothing. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so that was tough. That was really tough. And then one day I was actually uh, recovering from multiple surgeries and a really bad fall. And I was just flipping the channels and I came across the Food Network. Now, if you ask my family, I am so not known for baking or cooking or doing anything to do with the kitchen. I'm only known for leaving the kitchen every time somebody <laughs> takes a or something. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, but because there were so many women in the house, you know, to do all kinds of things, uh, I was one of those children that happily went to the park, you know, to play instead of hanging around in the kitchen. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I came across that show and I was flabbergasted. What show was it on Food Network? It was actually... Uh, um, Food Network Challenge, it was called at the time. Challenge, yeah. okay. And I watched Marina Sousa, who I now know, uh, win that competition with this fantastic thing that they call cake. And I had no <laughs> idea that you could do that to cake. And so <laughs> there was a little something, I don't know, there was a little spark in me when I saw that and I felt like a kid again. And then wow. I figured, you know what, I, I, I think I need to embrace, you know, whatever is is happening to me, I have to look at the positive side if there's such a thing, you know, to all this madness that I was going through. And then I realized that, and I don't need any studies to, 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 to tell me that, I mean, I know for a fact that the, whatever side of the brain that died, that got fried, the artistic side took over. And it was almost overnight that I, I realized, hmm, I guess I can be a little crafty. I had no idea, you know, and I never liked crafts. This is so amazing, <laughs> wow. by the way. That, I did not know this whole story. This is Yeah, this, this is, is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was shocking. Um, but so then I realized, okay, I could be a little crafty. And I started taking all these this courses, these classes, you know, Wilton classes. But then on that show. What that kind I of classes? The, uh, Wilton, Wilton classes. What's that? It's like a, a baking classes. Now uh, that company still exists, but they don't uh, have the classes anymore. Oh. Um, yeah. But then uh, on that competition, the guy that took the second place, uh, they had listed uh, Colette Peters' website. And so I went to her website and, oh, my God, you have to see her cakes. I mean, I, I was like, I have to meet her. I have to meet her. I have to meet her. And so happens that she was in New York and she was offering a class. Right away I signed up and I realized that I was way over my head. <laughs> way over my head. So yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But then how is how's all your cognitive abilities going right now during this time? Because you said like you couldn't really. Yeah, I I was still struggling. I was struggling. I was depressed because um, I was still, you know, at the office. The people at my office were, you know, they were super nice. But I, I couldn't blame them sometimes when they felt probably frustrated that they had to repeat things over and over, you know, to me because I couldn't understand the first or the second or the third or even the tenth time I had to ask wow. the same questions over and over. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was depressing. I mean, it was yeah. depressing and frustrating, and I just couldn't quit, you know, because bills don't get paid by themselves. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. And so it was very difficult. I, I just remember being depressed every single day I had to go into the office because before I went through all of that, I just do enjoy going to the office. And now I hated it. And, you know, it was nothing personal, but I just hated it because I, I couldn't perform. Um, and it was frustrating. And so, sure. yeah, so around that time, I thought, you know, I could be a little crafty, can I bake? <laughs> and then I regretted so bad, not paying attention to my mom, my grandma, and all my aunts, and, you know, all the women in my house, that they, they were the Martha Stewart's of the time. You were too busy outside playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was a tomboy, you know, and so playing with ants and playing with uh, rocks and dirt, that was fun. Um <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever take home ec? Because in school, I passed on home ec and I took the woodworking class. So I wonder if you took home ec. Did they have that when you were growing up? No. no. And if we did that class, I completely missed it. <laughs> <laughs> because hey, no. I was, I, I like math, you know, and I, I'm a very analytical uh, person. So that, that was my passion um, yeah. before my illness. So so then I realized, you know what, I, I want to learn how to bake. I, I need to make delicious cakes. And um, I went to French Culinary Institute because they were advertising the short classes. But of course, you know, you get there, they put you on the jacket and they parade you through all these classes. They shove your mouth with all this delicious, <laughs> stuff, you know, from class to class, oh, here, try this bonbon. Oh, here, try this, you know, whatever, uh, breads. And by the time I'm done to taking the tour, I sign up for the career. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was shocking. <laughs> so um, I called Michael, I called my husband, and I said, hey, honey, um, good news, bad news. <laughs> the good news is I got a lot of information. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red news, I sign up for the career. <laughs> and then, yeah, yes. And then, you know, when I, even when I shared with my family, everybody was like, wait, you what? I was like, I, I know, I, I know. Usually I'm not a kitchen person, but yes, I sign up for the career. And, you know, going back to how my, my, my memory and, and all the side effects from the treatments, um, how I was doing is I, I actually thought that going to school um, would be fun and, and easy. I thought, you know, that you would just have a, a glass of wine while just listening to the teacher and just chopping and, you know, just making some notes. How fun. That sounds, I want to go back to school. <laughs> I mean, that was, I was so ignorant. I was such yeah. a fool. 
And little did they didn't I know, let you, they didn't let you have the wine while you were listening to the teacher. The wine, people. <laughs> if you sign up for the career, there's no wine during the classes. Yeah, <laughs> that is Fraud. rude. That's, That's unfortunate. Rude. I'm Fraud. upset to hear that. <laughs> yes. So from day one, I I was getting yelled at because it was actually a military school. And oh my god! I did not expect that. Well, you know, it's funny. We had my two brothers who are chefs, French chefs, and the training they they've trained through this, uh, the chef at La Francaise in Chicago. And Mm. they said they have like some PTSD from working learned a lot. But it was so I'm I'm guessing French culinary work is not for the faint of heart. I I was going to say it's very military like apparently because that literally messes you up. (laughs) Yeah. for life is what it seems like and that's like holy crap Absolutely. yes i mean till till today i'm i'm scarred for life <laughs> <laughs> i mean it really was um but i and, and especially because i thought that it would be something fun that i could sure. do to forget about all my problems wow. i only created more problems for myself wow Wow. So, I mean, like you, you're literally a tech person because, and it makes sense. You love math. So of course you love computers and anything to do with that. That's very right. And then you have to go through these treatments. So you have a will to live there and then you have a will to live literally financially. And then you have to go through military and then you have to, and it's just like, Oh my, I'm sorry. Continue. This is unbelievable. uh, it, It was difficult because I didn't know also that I was supposed to memorize recipes that we're not supposed to look at the books you're supposed to know because if somebody tells you you're going to be making a cake the creaming method you're supposed to know exactly how it's done and the procedures um and i didn't know and so i struggled i was still working my full time and at nights i was going to school and so I would work until 5, 5.30, and as you probably know, in IT, sometimes you have system problems. You can't just get up and leave. You have to stay until the problem is resolved. So that was another struggle for me, having to rush to school, to the military school, and then um, having to memorize all these procedures and all these steps. It was so hard, but you know what? Deep down... I feel that it saved my life in a twisted kind of way. It saved my life because even though I was struggling, it was a different type of struggle. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it just made me feel alive. Like I had something. Give you a real purpose. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I felt like I was reborn, (laughs) even though. Every single chef there probably knew that I was like a dancer with three left feet in the kitchen. <laughs> um, you know, but um, but I, 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 I truly enjoyed it. And, you know, I spent weekends practicing and testing recipes. Most of the of, of my uh, friends there, uh, most of the students there, they either had families that own restaurants and I guess they needed to take over or they grow up with their moms, uh, you know, baking right. and doing all these kitsy cookies. I've never made a cookie in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And here I am trying to reinvent myself, trying to embrace the new 
me or the new gift, <laughs> quote unquote, that I was given, you know, and sure. to to try to just save my life and, and be a mom again and be a wife and a friend and a sister and a daughter, you know, so... Wow. It was hard. It was really hard. And in fact, I have a funny anecdote. Um, there was a, a chef there, um, uh, Chef Kier Rodriguez. He was on the uh, second part of the program. And uh, Chef Kier, I thought he hated my guts. He hated my guts. I mean, I could have sworn he hated my guts because uh, every single time he had something harsh to say about my work. Everybody loved my work, but no, he, this was a man of a very few words, you know? You would ask him a whole sentence of questions and, and he would say yes or no, yes, no. So we were uh, doing this project in chocolate. And of course, you know, I did white chocolate, uh, dark chocolate and uh, semi-sweet and you know, all these other different chocolates. And then my friend Martha, made this little rubber ducky. I made a giraffe with a tongue sticking out and eating a flower and I was so proud and for sure I got this, I ate this. So I checked with Martha and I said, hey Martha, so what do you get? She goes, oh, I got 95. I'm like, what? You need a rubber ducky, it's, it's a rubber ducky <laughs> and then uh, I got like an 80 or an 85 and I was oh insulted. I was, I was so furious and so frustrated. So I went to Chef Kier and I said, excuse me, chef. I want to know why, why is it that you gave me this? I don't understand. She only did one type of chocolate, you know, yada, yada. So very calmly, he came to me and, you know, he said, come on, let's, let's go take a look at the rubber ducky. So the, the rubber ducky was actually done with two parts molds. So you actually have to fill up the two molds, you know, empty it and then sandwich it together. And now I know it's actually very hard to do. Her rubber ducky, first of all, her chocolate was perfectly tempered. Number one, number two, you couldn't see the seams. You couldn't Aww. see the union of, the, of this rubber ducky. And also you couldn't see a single fingerprint. It was like, I don't know, like she, like she didn't even touch the rubber ducky. And then of course, after I went through that, I'm like, oh crap. Then, okay, <laughs> let's look at your giraffe. <laughs> and then yeah, my giraffe was pretty, but technically it was so completely incorrect. It was not intempered. He, he knew all the technicalities, you know, so. Anyway, it was a really good lesson for me because now when I judge competitions, I like to look for the rubber duckies. Wow. Yes. That's a single piece, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, because technique is obviously everything. And, Absolutely. And, and you didn't see that until he pointed out and you're like, wow. Yes, yes. The and then the, 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 the funny part is that, you know, because I thought he hated my guts when I graduated, um, I was, I enter, uh, you know, different local competitions and there was one competition that I, I won um, and I beat the masters and around that time Food Network was looking for talent and that competition put me on a map for Network called and they said, hey, uh, we need competitors in chocolate. And then I thought, oh no, I don't know anybody that knows as much as I do or more. So then I thought, mm, let me call my master chef. <laughs> 
shift gear. <laughs> of all people, because that's how I roll, of all people that hate me, let's give him a call. Or I send him an email. And I still remember when I hit enter asking Shakir, well, I was wondering if you would like to be my assistant on Phone Network. <laughs> oh my and then I just hit enter and I'm like, okay, my computer is going to explode. I'm going to get back some kind of curse. I don't know, something. And then he's a man of a few words. And then of course he said, of course I'll help you. I was wow. shocked. I swear God, I was shocked. So we went to um, Colorado, we went to film. We had the best time ever. And I'm so proud to call him my friend. Today wow. we, we keep in touch. We, uh, I celebrated my birthday at his house. He made this delicious meal for us. And, oh my God. Uh, what show was that? What was the name of that show? And what channel, like what network was it on? So it was for Network Challenge and uh, it was uh, Chocolate Myths. We came in second place. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I cool. mean, yeah, I was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I so still get feels when I remember that. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I do have a question about about all these fancy cakes. Now, there's all these shows on. There's even a current one, like one of these things is a cake. Is the competition also that the cake tastes good? Yeah, it depends on the on the uh, competition. Like the last ones that we did. Uh, I just did uh, Holiday Wars, and we won four challenges on that one um, for Network. And so, yes, we do have to bake something. But this time, our baker was uh, Jillian, who was amazing. And um, and then I did all the sugar work, and my friend uh, Justin did all the structural uh, pieces. You know, you work as a team. Yeah. It's very challenging because you're competing with people that you never met before. <laughs> yeah. So Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is most exciting for you? Is it these competitions? You know, <laughs> also to story when I was little, I, I used to love sports so much. And I actually wrote a speech for when I, I think it was, I was probably like eight or nine years old. And I wrote a speech for when I won the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found it the other day and I find myself now still pumping that adrenaline, but in a different kind of way. I love uh, the, the challenge of, of these competitions because they're so unique. Because, sure. you know, they throw, they throw all these curveballs during the challenge and you're competing with people you never met before, you never competed, you never worked with before. And when the, you know, when the countdown goes, you know, five, four, three, and you still have a gazillion things to do. It's just amazing what you can come up with because before the competition, you may have an idea, you may have discussed a plan, but chances are none of it is going to work. <laughs> none of it is going to work. And by the time the clock is, uh, ends, you probably went through plan B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. <laughs> And, and so I really enjoy that so much. I, 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 like, I like to feel, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like pushing the envelope. Like, what am I going to come up with that I haven't done before? Right. You know? Yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and no, you're married I... to an adrenaline junkie as well, right? 
your husband uh, runs a lot of marathons. Michael, yes. Yeah. Into, yes. Yeah, he, he loves to uh, run, you know, thank God. He, he's been an angel through, through it all. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned him because um, I don't think I would have, I, I don't want to get emotional, but <laughs> here I go. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would be here. You know, I mean, he's been an amazing, he never once said, you know, you, you have to continue working. I mean, I, the only reason why I stopped working, in fact, was because um, they, the, the, the bank decided, I used to work for a French bank and they decided to outsource. And so 40 something of us got laid off. Oh, wow. And I was just wow. so happy. <laughs> I wasn't the one making the decision. Oh, yeah. And Michael, yeah, yeah. And, and Michael was incredibly supportive. He never once, you know, uh, said absolutely anything. If, if anything, he, um, even when we moved to, to Warwick, because I, I live in Warwick now, and I saw the, uh, the garage, and it has these wonderful windows, and I called dips. I was like, oh, this is my studio. <laughs> and he was, whatever you want, you know, he's always so supportive. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. So now you live in upstate New York, right? A little bit. Yeah. Upstate. Yeah. It yes. must be very calming and pleasant at leaving New yes. York. You were in Queens before, right? I was in Glenrock oh. in New Jersey. Oh, in New Jersey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Before that, I was in Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So Michael is still running and he loves running. He listens to all his podcasts and he drinks and eats very healthy. <laughs> So totally opposite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's putting all this like mushrooms thingies and, and all this powder stuff in his coffee. Yeah. And uh, and I'm eating cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So would you say making, uh, maybe you don't have a favorite, but is making cake or your chocolate work, is there one particular thing you like the most? Yeah. You know, it, uh, um, this career gave me the opportunity to learn a lot and to continue learning, which I find that very fascinating yeah. um, and also very entertaining, if you will, um, because like I, I don't just do a uh, cake. I am also, well, I'm classically trained in French pastry, but I also do sugar work. I do chocolate work. Um, I do, I make chocolate dresses. <laughs> oh, right, right. You've had talking. some featured, right? Yes, yes. Or what what we, was that for? That was for the uh, chocolate fashion show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you do that every I year? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, all this, all these shows, they usually go to the schools to ask for, uh, um, you know, for help for, from students, Right. And so I figure, yeah, why not? I'll go to the chocolate fashion show. And I remember the first year I started mopping the floors, doing the dishes, you know, like, and here I am, a, a woman with a career in systems, going to school at night for pastry, mopping the floors. <laughs> wow. But I've been always very, um, uh, you know, like I, I like to observe. I always like to see, you know, learn and and, yeah. and and see behind the, the the curtains you know how everything works so then the next the following year i volunteer again and then um 
I learned, you know, to to assist the uh, uh, the chefs, and then I got to see how all the chefs built up all this this fancy dresses in chocolate. So then the following year, I had already graduated, and I had already won a few competitions. So I said, "Hey, you know what? I I can do a dress." <laughs> and to my shock and surprise, <laughs> once again, you know, it's like, "Sure, want to do a dress? Make a dress." Um, I was shocked, but okay, let's do it. And I recruited one of my friends who had just become, I believe she was the first French woman to climb Everest. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. And so I said, Sophie, um, do you want to be my model? <laughs> I need somebody to hold 20 pounds of chocolate on <laughs> your head. <laughs> oh and she said, honey, mon ami. <laughs> I climbed Everest with a hundred pounds on my back. Twenty pounds on my head is nothing. <laughs> that is very funny. Yeah. So that That's was so fun. cool. So that it's really wild cool. how I mean all you've been through. It, it's it's a really weird thing, I guess, to look back that if you hadn't gone through the cancer, like you might still just be an IT person. I never have found this passion. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, you know, at first it was very difficult for me to talk about my illness. And, but then I realized that there were so many people like me that didn't know what the treatments can do to you. And they yeah. were also falling into depression, not knowing why, not realizing that it was, it was the treatments. It's, it's something that you are put through. It wasn't by right. choice, you know? Yeah. So I started to talk a little more about it, trying to reach out to those people. So they felt that they were not alone. And then, but then I got diagnosed with a Lynch disease, which means my cancer is genetic. <laughs> then I thought, oh, great. Is there another curveball that I need to? Um, yeah, right. But then I thought, you know what? At that point, I, I kind of stopped talking about it because it was a constant reminder that I may get cancer again. Yeah. But then, you know, again, I, I, I found other people that were going through Lynch disease and, and um, yeah, so I, I try to help others. Uh, I keep my doors open, you know, um, anybody that wants to talk about it, I'm always happy to, to talk about it. That's very sweet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're That's, such a kind presence. Yeah, you really do. It's, it's you're so <laughs> peaceful and fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my daughter. <laughs> that's your mom is so peaceful and fun. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You mean my dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that he, Michael, is, he's the chill one. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He really that's is awesome. funny. Yeah. Uh, now, what's next for you? Uh, like, do you have another competition? What's happening? What's coming up next? Well, I actually this year, I'm not at liberty to say yet because it hasn't oh, been announced. But secrets. I, yes, uh, I did film another show. Oh, that it's, uh, it's coming, coming soon. Coming soon. Ooh. Yes. And I had the privilege to do that competition with a couple of my uh, cake sisters, as I call them. Yeah, um, and we had so much fun. And can I you tell us who won? I'm kidding. No. 
No. That's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more. Are you ready, Vanessa Greeley, Chef Greeley? I am ready. Okay. Question number one. Let's say it's your birthday. I guess you just recently had a birthday. Do you actually want cake? And if so, what kind is your favorite? That's a tough question because, no, I don't bake my own cake, but I do like to eat cake. And it's tough because everybody assumes that I'm going to be criticizing or judging the cake. That they and make. no one wants and to I make cakes for you. It's like, <laughs> listen, I, cake box is totally okay. <laughs> I just want a cake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as what flavor, um, I don't know. I think I like a vanilla, uh, but a good vanilla cake with a raspberry filling and Belgian chocolate ganache. Oh, nice. that sounds delicious. <laughs> All right, question number two. All right, you're knee deep in sugars and sweets. What's your favorite savory dish? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> savory dish. That's a that's hard. Oh, my God, I'm so boring because I, I'm, you're making me realize that I don't like one thing. I like so many different things. Um, I love Peruvian food. I'm actually, um, I'm from Peru. I was born and raised in Peru. Oh, nice. I love Peruvian food. I never eat it, but the few times that I have, it's yeah. delish. Yeah. Wow. I love a good ceviche. My mom makes a, oh. a delicious ceviche. But I also love my La Cofta Indian food. Oh. Yes, that's one of my faves. Nice. That is a good one, yeah. yeah. Is that kind of a savory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number three. Uh, you moved upstate, as we talked about, to Warwick, New York, and you used to live in Queens and New Jersey. What is something you miss about either Queens or New Jersey that no one, uh, like no other place can do better? I probably want to stick with Queens. Like, is there something about Queens that does it better than anybody else? Oh, gosh. You have some tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, yeah, I mean, every place I've been to. And don't to, say the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, my goodness. Glenrock, I miss my neighbors. Yeah. I really do. They're, they're wonderful people. Very nice. Oh, How about a great God. slice of pizza? Can you get a good slice in Warwick? Oh, actually, uh, Chinese food. I love the Chinese food restaurant in Glenrock. They have a really nice, yeah. nice uh, skip in my mind. That the, uh, oh, us, actually pizza. Yes, Francesca's. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <I> love, <laughs> Francesca's. I love the pizza from Francesca's. They, they, this is a, a young guy. His name is Sal, actually. He's the owner. And um, he makes the most delicious pizzas in Glenrock. Really? Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Okay, question number four. Okay, do you listen to music while making cakes? And what's your favorite song or artist if you do? <gasps> Ava. <laughs> really? I oh love gosh, Ava. Wow. I love Fleetwood Mac. Fine and, choice. Uh, yes. And so I would say those are the two that I enjoy the most. Nice. Perfect. Okay, this is our final question. Question number five. What is the biggest thing you think the art of cake making and all that you do brings to the world? 
happiness. <laughs> I know, I know it's a cliche, and and but but I really do mean that. But at the same time, you know, um, somebody I forget it was one of those uh, TV interviews I I did for one of the shows, and they asked me, you know, how do you feel about making cakes? And I and I said, you know, before COVID. I used to make only big cakes, and then during COVID, obviously, everybody was canceling yada yada. And then I swore I would never make small cakes because it's a lot of work, you know, da da da. But then, guess what? I ended up doing during COVID small cakes. Um, but the fun part about that was that it gave me a little window to my clients' life. <laughs> so um, it was fun to see you know how loving they can be to one another you know i had this like celebration cake for this grandma who had like a gazillion uh great grandchildren and everybody sent me their pictures and they wanted me to print it and put it on the cake and in this way and that way i was just enjoying all of the pictures some of them were so funny the kids making faces and and oh my god it was just so much fun and then of course i i love hearing back you know um some feedback from some of my customers uh i don't expect it but it's always nice to hear from them and and you know saying how much they really enjoy it i i, I did a, a couple of uh, west point um uh graduation cakes and uh somebody going to nasa and and you know and and i try to to just personalize it as much as i can keeping in mind that it was requested by a loving family member that you know that I really want to give them something special so that's really sweet yeah i know it's 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 a cliche but it 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 brings me happiness and i also feel that it brings them you know joy no i, I mean but what's better than that there's not many <laughs> things that are better than joy and happiness for both parties yeah. you know well, for everybody if the whole world was happy this would be a better place <laughs> yes but it, but the difference for me uh between doing wedding cakes and uh small cakes is that i actually get to interact more with people asking for smaller cakes because I also get to see them when they come pick up the cakes that sometimes they stay back and we do a little chit chat and you know yada yada which is nice but where weddings usually you go through the back door of some fancy venue yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know and then you're just putting the cake together hurry up they want to kick you out <laughs> right. thanks so, so much goodbye yeah right exactly okay you can so, show yourself oh, out right yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And it doesn't feel as, as, as personal. I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. No, it makes complete sense. Yeah. More interaction, more care, more happiness, more togetherness as opposed yeah. to just, yeah, get in, get out, have a great day. See you <laughs> yeah. next year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it, occasionally I do get to hear, you know, some feedback from, from couples also. But, but but usually, you know, you get married, you go through the ceremony, you have a, a nice time, then you go off on on your honeymoon. The last thing you want to do is ride back to your baker and tell her how nice the cake was. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to do that. We got well, we to gotta make sure we write a thank you. Yeah, they should. <laughs> no, no, they should. You're absolutely yeah. right. But it's sad because, right. They may not, and that's unfortunate. And I think that's unacceptable too. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'm All right. Well, rare. Chef Greeley, you've been a dream to have on. You have such a great personality. I love your story. I'm so happy you found like your calling and and that you share your gift with the world. Thank you so very much. This has been, you know, such a privilege. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to talk about it. And I'm hoping that, you know, it, it reaches people that are struggling, uh, you know, uh, coping with cancer or the aftermath, or maybe you have a family, uh, a relative or a friend, somebody you care deeply about that you want to learn how to get to that person, you know, I'm available. Um, Chefgreeley.com and, um, and and yeah, thank you for giving me this this fantastic opportunity to to be able to talk about it. Sure, thank Absolutely. you so much for. Uh, you're also on Instagram at Chef Greeley. Yes. To, uh, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y. Correct. All right, thank you. And, thank you. So nice to meet you. Right back to you. Seriously, it's been it's been a it's really been fun. Nice meeting you too. Yeah. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Chef Greeley, Vanessa Greeley. What do you think about her? Amazing. I failed to mention that um, just in a funny twist, it's actually an ex-boyfriend of mine. Dennis's sister-in-law. So I met her back in the day. That's right. What's up, Dennis? She was just doing computers. What's that? I said, that's right. What's up, Dennis? Dennis is a big fan of the podcast. He actually suggested her for the podcast. I don't, I didn't even tell her that. I don't think. Oh yeah. Thanks, Dennis. Maybe one day I'll meet you, man. Appreciate you listening. Yo, bro. You guys can be bros. We're we're bros. (laughs) Um, She is special and, and what a journey like what an unknown journey that that yeah i knew she had gone through cancer and i knew that it was a big influence on her life but i had no idea no her story was was quite as traumatic as that and and i i guess i kind of forgot about the computer stuff and i didn't know she never really baked before so i mean this was a great example there's so many people who are just like i don't know what i want to do i don't know i don't know i mean she was just sitting there watching put on the tv happened to come across a food network show that changed her life it really makes you wonder how much how much food network has changed people's lives overall no kidding yeah Yeah. it just created that spark and that trigger of like oh my god joy and happiness who doesn't love food (laughs) obviously we don't (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's i we've been uh, it's been really nice got a lot of nice interviews yeah we really have and again i've said it like the connection and and the stories it never gets old i I probably have said that verbatim 300 times already like well it was (laughs) nice because you know when we had tammy bahad on she's like oh you know my big thing is connecting with people and she connects with people through the lens photography right but then also chef Greeley, you know getting to know people and getting to know you know how they would want their cake made but you end up probably learning so much about the history of their family and what matters to them and yeah and and really helping celebrate that that's pretty neat it is it's it's a beautiful thing i still can't believe she wouldn't give us any details on the secret show she's going to be on we should have said did you win wink once yeah if you won the competition, watch. She's twice. like, oh, yeah, it's it's on the British baking show or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
on Netflix. Whoa. Yeah, that's I'm I'm looking forward to it. Whatever it is, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm already yeah. stoked. We'll keep you guys posted when it's actually official and we can chat about it. But I do like having guests on that have secrets. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's funny the the similarity with my brothers with that French chef they studied oh with God. and her military French culinary right. school. You think you're going to go to a school, right, and you're just going to sit there eating bonbons and just learn how to make stuff. <laughs> Drinking wine because yeah, it's so French. Cute. <laughs> so cute. You go to class and you have a glass of wine while he just tells you how to make stuff and you just read it from the book. Is that a, is so that a quarter teaspoon? Is your glass of Bordeaux? <laughs> <laughs> now get to work. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my God. I get it. I do. If you really look at the history of, of French culinary, I'm sure, you know, the culinary arts that are French are probably intense. Yeah. Because it's like, it's an art. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, the one thing that was very disappointing, and uh, we won't know how the recording came out right now as we record this, but when she got emotional about her husband supporting her, it was very sweet. But the internet kind of was going out which yeah. is kind of a weird situation. You know, it was like a piv it's like the pivotal part of the movie. Right. And it was kind of breaking up. So I'm hoping the recording came out okay. I know. But anyway, still. So I mean, there was a lot of lessons in that. First of all, you know, having something terrible happen uh and not letting it totally destroy you. How Really, I feel like the universe sort of helped her out with the IT job because ultimately she ended up being let go at one point so she didn't have to decide, like, I'm going to leave. Yeah, like she was, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Like, oh and then having gosh. a super supportive husband. Yeah. Who doesn't want to eat any of your sweets because he's off running marathons. Because he's a marathon He literally runner. has run, like, you know, it's really hard to get into Boston and New York. He runs them all and multiple times. It's kind of crazy. He gets into them all. Oh, that's like what he does, though. That's his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's his thing. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. So that was another great episode. That was episode 86. Boy. Chef Greeley, Vanessa Greeley. Yeah, it's a special out in Warwick, New York. She also teaches a little bit. Pretty cool. I mean, how upstate is Warwick? Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I want to say like 90 minutes, two hours tops. Not too far. Oh, It's okay. a nice little drive, and it's a cute. I've been there super cute little it's yeah, yeah. like you're outside of the city but not too far it's beautiful sweet alright well thanks guys for listening and uh, we'll see you soon yeah love you see you next week thanks for listening to the cuz I have to podcast find us on instagram at cuz I have to podcast tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials we'd love to hear from you too email us at cuz I have to podcast at gmail.com keep living those dreams friends cuz you have to till next time